Let's talk Tanya for the fifth of Teves of a leap year. In yesterday's Tanya, we concluded chapter five, and with that, we concluded our exploration of the Nefesh Alekis of the Godly Soul. Today, as we mentioned yesterday, today we embark on a campaign of counterintelligence or know thy enemy. Who is the Godly Soul? What is the Godly Soul? We learned at length, we learned about um, the structure, the components, the garments of the Godly Soul. The only thing that we know as of now about the, about the animal soul is what we learned in chapter one a while ago, which is that the, God, the animal soul, its substance is klipa. Is, um, and God willing, tomorrow we'll learn a little more about exactly what klipa is, as opposed to the godly soul whose substance is godliness. Now, in terms of the internal makeup of the animal soul, so there's a rule of which means that God causes that holiness and unholiness they should perfectly um, counterbalance each other. So just like the godly soul is comprised of these 10 faculties of Chachma Bin Adas, the wisdom, knowledge, and understanding, which are the three intellectual faculties, and then um, love and awe, and the other five emotional faculties. So the animal soul also possesses the same thing. The animal soul also has the three that's its structure, is the three intellectual faculties, the seven emotional faculties. Interestingly, the difference between, there is a difference between the godly soul and the animal soul in this area, which is, then the godly soul, um, the intellect is primary. Its understandings of what's right and what's wrong, its understandings of God, its understandings of the Torah, those are primary, and they create the emotions, because the godly soul understands God's greatness, it has a love for God, an awe for God, etc. Whereas, by the animal soul, the very core of the animal soul are its emotions, its passions, its instincts, its impulses. But even so, the animal soul also has intellect. And ultimately, even though its core is emotions, its emotions are relative and they are somewhat born from the intellect. Meaning, so the animal soul, when the child is two years old, it wants, what's its desire? Its desire is lollipops. And then it grows, uh, when, the guy, when the person grows up and they're 25 years old, what is a desire? Obviously something else entirely because the, um, the mind grew. Because as the person understands more and understands more what is good to desire and to want, so the emotions correspond accordingly or they react according to the intellect. So in both the animal soul and the godly soul, you have the intellect and the emotions. The question only is, which one is primary, but in both of them you have the intellect which influences the emotions. In terms of the garments or the expressions of the animal soul, so just like we learned about the godly soul, that the garments, the expressions of the godly soul are thought, speech, and action, the animal soul is the exact same thing. Difference is, by the godly soul, its expressions are thought, speech, and action of Torah and mitzvahs. What are the expressions of the godly soul, of the animal soul? How does the animal soul express itself? Thought, speech, and action, and anything that's not Torah and mitzvahs, anything, any thought, any statement, any action, which isn't a mitzvah, and also is not done for the sake of heaven, in other words, it's not done for the purpose of serving God, that is an expression of the animal soul. But you might, you might say, what's wrong? So I'm, I'm eating something, I'm going to work, I'm exercising, um, I'm doing my laundry, I'm going shopping, whatever it may be. Why is that an expression of the animal soul? And the answer to that will come in tomorrow's Tanya when we'll have a somewhat of a deeper understanding of the animal soul and klipa and actually what its agenda is.